0: living near yosemite spoils you with the beauty of the natural surroundings but the area also draws exceptional artists and artisans both those who grew up in the area and those who moved here to experience the sierra mountains every day join me as we chat with local creatives about their love for and joy of creating art in the yosemite area All right. So we're here today with Adam Burns from the Mariposa Art Council and Andy Roberts, uh, who is producing the Music on the Green. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Mariposa Arts Council and then some of the programs they've got going on and then really kind of dive down and and talk a little bit more about the Music on the Green program. Adam, why don't you tell us a little bit about Mariposa Arts Council? and kind of what it is and what it does for anybody who might not know.
1: Yeah, so the Mariposa Arts Council is a nonprofit organization uh, based here in Mariposa, serving the whole of Mariposa County. We are a state local partner for the California Arts Council. So that's kind of our parent organization. And we do projects and programs that support and uplift all kinds of cultural arts in Mariposa County
0: your role is a newer role for the the council, right?
1: Yeah. In fact, there's two people in my role. I am projects and programs manager slash lead teaching artist. So the the job suits me well because it's diverse, and I'm doing something different every day. But I'm managing the projects and programs that we're doing in all their diversity. And then a couple of days a week, I'm actually in schools delivering programs. So I'm at the moment, I'm teaching a music production class to fifth and sixth graders. And I'm going to a local youth center to do a ukulele class.
0: A ukulele class, as as one would expect in the mountains. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Right. Yeah. So that's really cool. So then with the music production? Have you have you found the next, like, Kid Leroy? You...
1: <laughs> you know, uh, almost everyone in the class is really taking to it. That the idea of this particular class is that you focus on composition and the creative process. So what we've been doing in the first couple of classes is actually taking pre-made loops of music and putting them together in ways sort of like a DJ, but like a a musician. And what we're doing now is working on making those chunks. So last week we made drum beats using a step sequencer. And then this week we worked on melodies and we came up with melodies to go with those drum beats. Yeah, this is my first time doing this class, and the students are really responding well to it. It's a very playful, creative approach to music, and I think that's working really well, especially with those fifth and sixth graders.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they're probably not the first generation, right? But they're early on in that transition where the expectation is just a digital music production process. Like, there's no recollection of when there was tapes and remastering probably doesn't make sense to them and and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I was going to actually take in my old four track that I had in college in the first class to show them the origins of it, but it, it it was kind of, the more I thought about it as a teaching tool, it was kind of irrelevant. It was just me being nostalgic about cassettes. Yeah, uh, I, I will take it in at some point. But yeah, and I think the other thing is that we now have these bedroom artists, people like Billie Eilish, who've become very mainstream famous from a project that started in their home on a laptop. So this, this isn't an abstract thing. These students can see like, oh, that's how they did it. Like, I think I can go home and do that. And uh, yeah, that's really inspiring for me to see them do it. But for them as well, that possibility is pretty exciting, I think.
0: Okay, so you're in schools a lot. You're doing a lot of education. What other kind of programs is the the council putting on?
1: Yeah, the, the two that I'm kind of actually working as part of would be the artists in classrooms, where we have artists... Myself, the other person who has the same job description as me is Clay River, and they are doing arts in schools as well, and then we're hiring other artists. So our goal is to every fifth grade classroom in the county. The other project we're working on is something called Creative Youth Development where we're working with a local youth center called Ethos, which is a drop-in after-school center for local youth. And we're doing all kinds of art there. A lot of it is like we are right now sat around a table drawing or working with clay as a clay the medium, not clay the person, although clay the person as well. There's a lot of confusion. <laughs> but Very when you meta. Yeah, but when you're doing that kind of art, you can also talk while you're doing it, which is actually a shortcoming for me as a musician. If we're playing music, we're playing music. Whereas these arts we can sit around and talk about things that are important to those youth. So that's, that's been really, really great too. We've also been involved in collecting public feedback for a couple of local projects. So there are some gateway features and murals that are coming for Mariposa. And the Arts Council was uh, contracted not with doing those works of art, but for gathering public feedback. So we'll be out at various... Restaurants, coffee shops, we we're at the library, we we're at the Pioneer Market with images and just talking to people about public art and getting feedback on that. We have another program called Working Lands, Working Artists where our local planning department is working on a sustainable agriculture plan for Mariposa County. There's been lots of public engagement with people in the agricultural community, uh, a lot of talk about farm to table and um, how we can connect our agricultural lands to our lives here. And our job at the Arts Council is working with artists to create works of public art that reflect that feedback. Yeah, so every day is something different. And and actually, if you go to mariposaartscouncil.org, you can find out about all of those projects and programs there.
0: It sounds unlike from what you're describing is that the the council is not just doing what you would typically think of as art, right? It's not like a clearinghouse for visual artists or anything like mm-hmm. that. It sounds like there's a distinct f- function of working with Mariposa as a unique geography that has a lot of tourists, that has a lot of agriculture and incorporating that into the art as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And we have a local artist database. And if people are listening to this and they are a local artist, I'd really encourage you to get on that database because when we do have opportunities, that's how we reach out to everyone. So we know a lot of artists, you know, but if I... Um, it, it, that way, it just diversifies our outreach to all different kinds of artists. And what we're really uh, looking for for a lot of these projects is social practice artists, so people that do art, but they engage their community in that art when they're doing it, and they they seek to involve and reflect their community in their art. So me sitting in my basement here making weird electronic music is Fun for me, <laughs> but it's not social practice. It's right. That's like me getting in my head and doing my thing, and that's great. Uh, but we have a lot of artists in the community who uh, will, for example, come up with a, uh, a mural project, and then they will bring youth in to paint that project with them. Or maybe they do art that really reflects something specific about this community and what they do. So,
0: And I like that, what you're saying about incorporating the youth. I think one of those things that's really difficult with... Creative aspects and art is it can be very uh, vulnerable to create works of art, and it can be very difficult maybe to get that that confidence or understanding your own vision or being able to develop that, or even just the practical skills of like taking a project from idea to actually doing it, or also uh, learning how to have like a feedback and revision process and that kind of thing. So it sounds like the the council provides programs. Mm-hmm that give people a lot of really practical experience in the arts as well. Yeah,
1: and with the youth, we find that when we go to a school or a youth center that, that the youth are already doing art. They're doing a lot of art as part of their, whether it be in school, in the structured art class, or at home, they're drawing, they're playing musical instruments, They're working with clay, they're they're doing this stuff. And what we try to do is just elevate it, just to like literally frame it, if it's a painting, but if it's something else, frame it and celebrate, like you made this thing, let's like see what you did here and make it something more public. Uh, And then talk about ways in which you can really delve into this thing that you have an interest in, like what's the next step for you, because that, sort of progression as an artist is not necessarily obvious to a young person as they're going through the school system.
0: And I think sometimes it's not even obvious to the person. I know for myself, I I write and I had a project sophomore year of high school. I never thought of myself as a writer. Mm. And it was I think poetry was one of the the focuses for that school year, like for sophomore year. That's what you did is is a poetry unit. And we had to create little Books, you know, a little composition, the marble notebooks, right? And I put a poem in there and my teacher called me up and she's like, Where did you write this yourself? This is really good. And then I had another teacher would really encourage that and she kept pieces that I had written and shared them to later classes and actually let me come back and talk to a class one time. Uh, so yeah, I think that that the arts education part of it can not only help somebody who knows their artistic talent or has a desire to go in a direction to be able to get better, but also probably just to even discover it. At all.
1: Absolutely. And I think exposure is really, really critical. And Andy and I have talked about this a lot as musicians how we had that person that gave you tapes and that took you to shows and like did that thing. And, and we actually, this week, just took the high school art class to an art gallery at Stanford University and they got exposed to the kind of art that you don't get at Mariposa. And that can be really valuable at that age just to see the possibilities and get inspired and soak it in and take a trip to the city and all that involves. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really great to uh, expose them. And I do like that idea of that person who really invested in you. I listened to a a podcast with Jason Siegel the other day, the actor, and and he was even talking about he played basketball and he acted mm. and he was given a choice, do you want to play basketball or do you want to act? And he had a a teacher who invited Hollywood agent that he knew or something like that to come to one of the performances. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think he got his first like cool. big gig. Um, cool. So I love that when people just invest in the youth and really kind of help them create that vision. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned Andy. He's been sitting over here patiently waiting to to jump in here. But one of the programs that Mac does is the music on the green, which is Andy, I'll let you tell what it is.
2: It's a summer concert series that has live bands from all around the local area. Fresno, the Central Valley, Oakdale, Tuolumne County, Calaveras County. None from Madera County yet. Well, no, no, I take that back. Uh, uh, Good Medicine will be here, and they're a great band from Madera County. So, yeah, it's a summer concert series featuring live local musicians from around the area. And it goes every Friday and Saturday night from the first weekend of June till the final weekend of August. And it's been running for close to 25 years, almost straight, minus COVID.
0: Right. We all have the that COVID yeah, the, gap in our lives. The year we forgot. Yeah. Um, or, we,
2: or didn't forget. So, right. we <laughs> love to forget.
0: The Music on the Green Festival has been going on for a long time, and it has a really cool origin story. Everybody loves an origin story. So can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, um, I don't know too much of the specifics on it, but I know uh, there was a a sort of a prolific character in Mariposa— for a period of time, around 25 years ago, who was called Cousin Jack. And I think he had something to do with approaching the Arts Council and say, hey, we should have a, you know, a concert here in Mariposa every Friday and Saturday night, you know, a series throughout the summer. And somebody in the Arts Council embraced it and said, yeah, you know, let's let's do it. And at first, the first few years, it was just on this little lawn that doesn't exist now across the street from the pizza factory and at some point cousin Jack thought oh we need a we need a, a live music amphitheater in this town it would be great and he really pushed with the county and got the arts council on board and really did a lot of just activism and somehow got the county to get on board and now we have the Mariposa County Arts Park which is an incredible live music venue there's not one like it anywhere around the foothills as far as i know it's got a great stage and landscaped really nicely and um it's it's perfect for concerts
0: yeah the area is so nice when you're there the amphitheater is nice a little park is nice but then across the little driveway there you've got the chocolate soup Mariposa Arts Council building, um, and it's got this really wonderful old hanging trees, and you've got the river running down across. It's just a lovely little area to even hang out in if there is no music, but um, yeah, with the music really kind of heightens that. And and I was actually surprised when I went to go research this a little bit and looked on the website how many bands there are and how long it goes throughout the summer and that it's such a regular occurrence. So maybe talk a little bit about the lineup and if there's anything. Different in 2023, maybe some new bands or anything like that?
2: A band that's opening up. They they had been wanting to play for Music on the Green for a long time and hadn't gotten a shot. And then last year we had a band cancel, And an associate of mine, John Kidd, the great drummer from Soul Galaxy, we were driving back from a gig when I got the news that a band had canceled. And and he was like, oh, I've got a great band that would love to play. And he mentioned uh, the Terry Barnes Trio. And I knew that they had been wanting to play for a long time. And so I said, yeah, well, let's, let's see if they're available. And they were. And they were incredible. And then I think another band canceled at the end of the season. And, I, and they stepped up and filled that gap, too. So they got to play unexpectedly two times for Music on the Green. And I really thought they were great. They're going to open the season on the first Friday in June. And then then on the first Saturday, there's an emerging band from Mariposa right now that's that's really kicking butt, um, the James Lee Colt Revival. They're kind of like a rock band, got John Kidd on the drums and um, Harley Minford just killing it on electric guitar. And then this songwriter who's been around here for a while, Joe Reimer, a great singer and songwriter. And they've just kind of got Jared Jesperson on keyboard. He's a local musician that plays in about ten different bands. Normally, he plays guitar or mandolin, and he's playing keyboard in this band. And they're they've kind of just come together in the last year, and they're kind of taking off and doing doing really good. And so they're going to be playing. And
0: I think anytime you put the word "revival" in a band name, it automatically like just levels up <laughs> the band's ability. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then uh, there's a handful of of new bands that have never played before that are going to be playing. Um, speaking of the youth, uh, the JNX Jinx band. I'm not sure if they are referred to as JNX or they Jinx. By Jinx. Okay. Yeah. Jinx. Um, Jonah
1: and Xavier is the names of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: That works out. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but that's a band that uh, Adam can talk about them a little more, maybe. But they're one of the guys just graduated from high school and they've had this sort of family band brothers with their dad playing bass, I think, right? For, I don't know, a handful of years now, five, six years. And they've never played at Music on the Green. I've always been wondered, you know, when are they going to approach me about this? This year it kind of worked out and fell into place. And so they're going to be playing for the first time. Okay. yeah, And uh,
0: Adam, your band's playing as well, yes. right? Well, that's great. I know uh, also that there is typically a kind of an art piece or some kind of visual art, right? that's like the the poster for it. And so I believe the the artist for this year has been selected. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, we have an artist who is studying for high school at the moment. Uh, he's a fantastic artist and uh, we're working with him. We have a couple of our staff at the Arts Council working with him. We have our graphic design person Daisy working with him because Daisy's going to put together the actual materials that everybody sees. So the flyers and the banners and the posters and the web-based things. And then my counterpart, Clay River, is working with him on just the practicalities of making this art. But uh, yeah, he's a painter. I don't know exactly what that art is going to be yet, but it's going to be something reflective of music and our local culture. And that image, uh, this is something we've done for a few years to have a local artist create the images that we use on all of the promotion for this concert series. So you'll see the same art over and over again on posters online. Uh, and that really just elevates this event and it, it gives some cohesion to this the whole series of events.
0: That's great. I know we were chatting a little bit about that selection process. And, you know, going back to the youth again, I believe the last couple of years, right, it's been a high school person. Yeah. Maybe just talk about how the council can really help a young artist understand what's a little bit different than maybe just submitting something to the county fair or like a high school art contest or something like that.
1: Yeah. And I think this is something that comes up for all artists is that 50% of your time is spent creating art and the other 50% of your time is spent promoting that art or working with a gallery or a venue in that case, or something like that. You know, There's a lot of logistics that has to happen as an artist to make your art actually happen out in the world. And so that's where we come in. The, we're going to coach them through the actual art, but where we come in is like working with a graphic designer, which as a visual artist is something you end up doing a lot is you have your artistic vision, this graphic designer says, well, I need to make a poster out of that. I need some negative space where I'm gonna put the writing. I need it to be this size by this size. And I need these colors because Uh, And all of those logistics coming together and having that experience when you're in high school is huge because a lot of artists don't get that until maybe they've graduated college. And then they go into the workforce and realize that there's all of this work that has to happen to take their art from being just art to being something out in the world. So yeah, we're really excited to be able to coach them through that process.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting. We talked a little bit earlier about the digital music creation process, right? And for every Billie you know, cracks open a laptop with her brother and ends up being at the top of the charts for years on end. There's a lot of us just regular people, right? Like who have to figure out the whole process. And I think, you know, with the the easy availability of digital music creation and there's so many different little plugins that you could buy and just drag and drop stuff in there. <laughs> it's pretty easy to to forget that in the past there was like kind of an apprenticeship aspect to A lot of different art and creation and and it sounds like the council provides a lot of really good ways to get in and have somewhat of that experience that even though there's that direct access to the methods of creation and distribution there's a lot of really practical aspects to a career as an artist or even just as a side job to get your work out there there's a real practical aspect of that as well
1: there is yeah and i i think as well that art any kind of art form to be really good at it is, it's difficult, you know, musical instruments are not made to be really easy to play, they're made to sound good. And so we have to spend hours <laughs> trying to figure out how to make them sound good. And so as a music educator, certainly I see what I do is providing the fuel for that journey. Like You're gonna have to, even if you're, no matter what you're using to make music, there's a process there and there's things to be learned. If I can give you the inspiration to do it, then when you come back to me and say, hey, I'm inspired, how do I do this? How do I play a chord on a guitar? Then you've already got the fuel to do it, rather than starting with that technique and having it peter out through lack of inspiration.
0: And I guess it depends on some of the the art forms, right? Like a band is inherently communal, right. but there's also a lot of other types of art that are kind of more solitary. So that community aspect is is kind of a, a cool thing to be able to provide as well. Yeah. All right, so Andy, are you playing in Music on the Green?
2: (laughs) I am, yeah. I'm playing in a couple different projects. I have one band that I've played in for about 18 years, coming up to 18 years in the same band with the same four people called The Trespassers. We're playing Friday, July 14th. And and then I I have a a banjo percussion project with John Kidd, the drummer from Soul Galaxy, which is a, a classic band that's also playing. And we'll be doing a, a little something. And then generally, I sit in just for, the, for a song or two with a few different bands throughout the season, playing banjo with them. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to playing music on the green every year. I play. I've literally played it. At least twenty years in a row.
0: Okay. <laughs> so you've been up here in a while then.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So what are the different genres? Like is it like does it really focus on a few different genres or like what's usually represented within the artists throughout the year?
2: I make a special point to make the lineup as diverse as possible with as many kinds of different musics as I can get. Like, say for instance, Little Tiger is, you know, uh, what kind of music is Little Tiger?
1: <laughs> We're a pop group. We play synth pop.
2: <laughs> so that's probably the only type of band that that, that's going to be there representing that sort of genre, but it's there. And then I try to get a, a full jazz band every year, uh, at least one. And then there's, you know, one band that, that I look forward to and uh, the community does every year is Mike Hammer and the Nails, which is a contemporary blues band. From the Central Valley, Mike Hammer has Southern Sierra Miwok connections. He's his family's been literally from this area for you know who knows how many generations. Right. But he's an incredible contemporary blues guitarist and songwriter, like well, really well known. And he's a band that that comes back to this concert series every year, even though he's outgrown it. You know, he he'll come here and play this this concert series. You know, and it'll be the least amount of money that he gets paid throughout his whole year of performing, but he still will come back even, you know, just because the community embraces him and he has such close ties to the community.
0: That's great. I, I love puns. So hammer in the nails was, uh, yeah, you had me at that. I saw that in the lineup and I was like, that's so awesome. That's his <laughs> real just,
2: name too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: It works out. I mean, sometimes serendipity happens and you start a band and your last name's hammer, And the other guys agreed to be the nails. Yeah, yeah. Right, like There's probably some negotiation there. Are you guys willing to be the nails?
2: Yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah, and his backing musicians or his band, uh, I don't necessarily want to say backing musicians, but his band is incredible too, Uh, you know, like top-notch musicians. So I guess you
0: could say then that the nails hold everything together. Ah. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I'm a dad. I've got the dad jokes. Um, With that, we should probably wrap things up, right? I think we've... We've, uh, We're
1: getting we, into dad jokes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> when you get to the dad jokes, that's that's time to to pull the plug. So the music on the green uh, is featured on the Mariposa Arts Council website. Correct? Is that yes. the best place to go for information on it? I would say so. Yes. Yeah. So there's a good resource for seeing everybody that's there. It's got links to the different bands if they've got their own website. So uh, it's a really good resource for understanding what's coming up and uh, what kind of different bands they are playing. Um, And then the Mariposa Arts Council has the website. And if you could just get that to us again.
2: MariposaArtsCouncil.org. All right, there you go. Um, Uh, One other thing, too, is every week um, the Mariposa Gazette runs a great little write-up and photo of each of the bands that's playing generally they it comes out on a thursday and then the bands play on the friday and saturday i think that's how it works it might be a little delay but but anyways there's a great write-up in the mariposa gazette every week about the bands that are that are going to be playing Okay, great. Yeah, that'd
0: be um, good for somebody maybe who just sees the band's name and doesn't know exactly what kind of uh, music they might be playing and if it's an artist they want to go check out. So that's something to to look out for as well. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for speaking with me about the Mariposa Arts Council and the Music on the Green program and look forward to attending both. Cool. Well,
2: thank you. Thank you, Tom.
0: Yeah.